to Vegan Boss Radio, where we will be talking about all things related to business, health, and lifestyle. We connect with passionate vegans from around the world so they can share their stories, challenges, and what it's like to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world. Okay. And we're back. I'm going to count bosses. I'm going to count down from five, and then that will be the real start. I think we're overthinking it. I'm keeping that in so everyone can hear how you talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. It has been a while. We took a little bit of a break, you could say. Um, I think just with everything going on, there was lots of adjustments. With We're living in a different world now. Yeah. Basically, from the time we did our last episode till now, and a lot has changed. I can't podcast anymore. I don't know how to speak. (laughs) I don't know how to live. But yeah, overall, like things are good now. And yeah, that did give Megan and myself a chance to work more with Livable Income Vancouver, which is like the advocacy group for a GLI. And we started a podcast for them. So we did actually record like three uh, podcasts for Livable Income Vancouver, if you're interested in listening to those um yeah so a lot of changes some good and some have just been like more of an adjustment but Mm -hmm. we're really happy to be back and this is just going to be kind of a random episode me and shauna are just going to be just like shooting the shit (laughs) talking about a few (laughs) things um and bringing in we want to start doing questions of the week so if you have questions for us to send us a dm or email us we do have a couple already that we'll be doing for this episode so i'd say in the past like month or month and a half megan has had two encounters where someone found out you were vegan yes and said asked you if you ate avocados yeah i remember like a couple years ago there was a trend like this Mm -hmm. there was i remember seeing articles and on social media people were talking about avocados not being vegan and then it just kind of fizzled out i didn't really hear much about it but then yeah like recently the last couple of people who were asking questions which is great when people are curious about veganism Mm -hmm. and want to question um but they brought up the what about avocados thing and Mm -hmm. i don't know i was confused by it so we actually looked it up i got shauna to look it up (laughs) yeah so this is going to be like the question that we're addressing this week is what would make an avocado like vegan or not and so what it all was like linked back to is this one um article or i don't know if it was an article i think it was like a trivia show and someone the host asked like which one of these foods um is like do, would vegans not eat and avocados was on the list and the person like chose like d or something like all of the like all of the above listed foods they do eat mm-hmm. and then the host was like oh actually like avocados um because bees are used to pollinate the crops they're like technically not vegan so this is like kind of where all of this like started coming from and Yeah, we just kind of wanted to bring up, well, one, like, the definition of veganism includes the words, like, practical and possible. We don't live in a vegan world, and so it is impossible to be, like, totally... To have every choice that you make with everything 
not have some sort of like impact to animals to the animals or the environment or what or like human rights or what have you so yeah there's like uh, migratory beekeeping in places like california where there are not enough um like wild bees to pollinate all of the crops so they take like colonies of bees and move them around to different farms or different parts of the farms so that they can pollinate. Mm-hmm. And this is not just with avocados, it's like with quite a number of our uh, plant foods. And I just think that there is like a huge distinction between that, which, yeah. That's not ideal, but that has more to do with, like, the vast areas of agriculture that just Mm -hmm. don't have... It's wiped out, like, a lot of the bee population, so now we've, like, resorted to having to do this. Um, But there's a distinction between that and, like, farming bees to take their food, Mm -hmm. like, their honey. And I don't know if that kind of goes hand-in-hand with the migratory beekeeping. I mean... Maybe they want the bees to have their food, so they're more, like, they're healthier. Yeah. Um, I would imagine, I would hope. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think there there's, like, a distinction there. So, it, to me, I don't, I feel like avocados aren't really a gray area. They are vegan. Yeah. It's just that we live in a non-vegan world, so there's going to be issues like this and yes like if you want to make that decision and be like okay I'm not gonna have like almonds or um what were the other foods listed there no No. figs avocados um and I think squash or something Mm -hmm. anyways there was like a few different foods that were listed that use this like migratory bee farming Um, for pollination so if you want to draw a line there and you have like you want to take that step okay great you're choosing like an option that doesn't use the migratory bee farming but I think that it's kind of impractical and almost impossible to find out like where the avocado in your store Mm -hmm. was farmed and Mm -hmm. if they used that form of uh, bee farming yeah and that's also it, it comes back to like being vegan being vegan doesn't mean you're finished getting better as Mm -hmm. a person and learning about making more ethical choices and eco-friendly choices there is this like assumption that's wrapped up with the word vegan or veganism they picture these like purists who walk around saying they're perfect yeah and that they don't cause any harm Mm -hmm. i haven't personally met any vegans myself Mm -hmm. that walk around saying they don't cause any harm or that they don't make mistakes or that they're perfect and then the other part of that is it's kind of implying that avocados are exclusively eaten by vegans it's like like the person who's bringing that up it's like okay so are you saying that like non-vegans don't eat avocados if the choice is like your diet has avocados and animal products versus avocados and no animal products yeah like of course no animal products with avocados is going to cause less damage yeah because we know like how terrible animal products are in animal agriculture and also like i don't get what the goal is with that like what if i were to be like yeah you know what you're right avocados 
you know, they, they're really bad. So if I'm going to eat them, I might as well start eating pigs and chickens and cats. Like, I don't really get the logic there, but I think it's because it's kind of going down that road of whataboutism, Mm -hmm. which is like another topic we wanted to talk about because it's kind of just a black hole that doesn't really have, like, I'm all for like a healthy discussion and Mm -hmm. like learning from each other. But whataboutism, it's like, you know, we could address the avocado thing and then after that, it's going to be something else. What about coconuts? Yeah. What about farm workers? What about <laughs> yeah. this? And yeah. then eventually it leads, like with one of the um, people who brought up the avocado thing, it eventually led to, like I was answering all the questions, even though I, sh- I-, I shouldn't have even been entertaining yeah. them for that long. Yeah. It eventually led to them saying, well, what about people? I was like, oh, what about people? Like, yeah. I'm also for human rights. Like, I'm al- yeah. I also don't eat people. <laughs> And, like, I could just tell that it wasn't coming from, like... Like, genuine curiosity. Yeah. You know, someone trying to poke holes in in the movement. I mean, I I don't know that for sure, but just from... Just, like, the feeling I got, it just... It wasn't a productive conversation. Mm -hmm. It just ends up being exhausting for the person that you're questioning. And you can apply, like, whataboutism to so many different things. Like, it's not just veganism. It's basically like take anybody who stands for anything and there's going to be someone who all they do is say, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Trying to tear down whatever cause it is that someone stands for. Uh, Yeah, I feel like it's just like a tactic used to negate or like poke holes in any sort of like stance you have that's for human rights or animal rights Mm -hmm. or like anything that could be considered like social like positive social change um john oliver has a really good clip on his show and it's like if you just type in um whataboutism john oliver um I recommend watching that video. I remember when really he good. did that segment. Yeah. It was really good. I forget what how it like he brought it up or how he introduced it, what the topic was. I think it had something but. to do with um, Trump, like the, what tactics oh, that Trump okay. uses or like that Trump supporters use. Right. Um, right, right. But if you actually look up what about ism, um, and that it dates back to about 1978, hmm. and it, it is a propaganda technique. Right. Because it distracts the person, too. It's distracting, and it leads nowhere. You can just constantly take different paths Mm -hmm. to get off topic. So it can be applied to many things. Yeah, (laughs) if you're ever in that situation, Mm -hmm. like, and you don't want to keep going down that hole, (laughs) um, you could, you know, bring up, like, oh, like... Like, I think what you're doing is whataboutism. Or just say, hey, like, you know, I've answered quite a few of your questions. Like, enough about me. How about you share what you stand for? Mm -hmm. What are some causes that you're passionate about? And what things are you working on to create a positive change in the world? Like, let's talk about that. Yeah. And kind of shift the focus maybe onto them. Like, maybe they really have something they want to share. And for some reason, they're focusing on trying to find hypocrisy in Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're standing for. Yeah, I think that's a good question to ask back. Yeah. Because then you can also find out, like, okay, what is, like, where do they draw the line? Like, are they vegan or Mm plant-based? And if, like, using the migratory beekeeping method to pollinate crops bothers them, but, you know, factory farming and Mm -hmm. killing animals just for your taste buds doesn't, like, what is going on there? 
Exactly. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it is, if someone's asking questions, like, mm-hmm. there must be a curiosity or something yeah. there. So it's like, I don't like shutting people down and, like, no, getting no. defensive. But, yeah. I mean, I really don't find that type of um, method, like, very productive. No. And so, you know, kind of interrupt that and <laughs> stop them in their tracks and maybe, like, yeah, turn the... F- the focus yeah. on so something and maybe that they stand for. it could even turn into like a constructive like conversation mm-hmm. but in the moment you can kind of get caught up in that whirlwind of like constantly on the defense oh like, for sure what about this what yeah. about this what about this so it can be exhausting yeah. but i was at a lake this was probably like early july uh, my friends were like in the water and i was just sitting on the grass and i heard like i overheard <laughs> the family behind me one of the kids or something had mentioned veganism and then the conversation they had after that oh my goodness they were like well you know like vegans eat a lot of coconuts and coconuts are um like the coconut farming they take advantage of monkeys and mm-hmm. like use the monkeys to like harvest yeah. or to collect the coconuts and then the mom was like yeah and like what about like the farm workers that are taken advantage of with like the berry mm-hmm. picking and like just any type of farm yeah you know there's usually like migrant workers that are like not paid well mm-hmm. and like there's lots of like human rights violations um, that can happen during farming. And but then, what was the third one they said? There was something else. So it was like, what about coconuts? What about the farm workers? And I can't remember the third one, but it was like the exact, like, oh, what about this? What about yeah. that? Like, oh, might as well just not be vegan at all if mm-hmm. you can't, like, you know, address everything. <laughs> but what's weird, though, is that it's focused on people who are trying to do better Mm -hmm. like let's say someone is you know wanting to be zero waste or eco-friendly or you know Mm -hmm. it comes down to like whatever cause it is that they stand for like veganism is the message there then like don't stand for anything if you can't be perfect yeah i think that's really dangerous that's super dangerous Mm -hmm. because if you're like oh what's the point of this because there's this injustice still happening yeah well what's the point of doing anything then (laughs) exactly we're not going to be perfect overnight though like it's it's all of these small steps and collectively whether it's you know whatever the cause is it's like we're all going in that Mm -hmm. direction and collectively Mm -hmm. it makes such a great difference and it's never finished we're not finished like don't worry like we're we're always still trying to learn more and to do better and if you are curious about like the coconut thing they're there's a couple brands that do use monkeys. Mm-hmm. So, not, but not all of the brands do. So, like, if you are having coconut products, you know, yeah. making sure you're buying from uh, the, the ethical uh, companies. Yeah. And this kind of, like, ties into what we were wanting to talk about next was perfectionism Mm -hmm. within veganism we just posted about this on our instagram do you want to read the post maybe unpopular opinion even though afterwards we realized it's actually quite a popular (laughs) opinion um let's tear down the perfectionist stigma associated with veganism we don't need a few perfect vegans we need millions of people actively reducing their consumption of animal products and this post got almost a thousand likes mm-hmm. on our Instagram account, vegan underscore boss. 
and a ton of comments as well with people mm -hmm. sharing their personal stories and like why they either choose to still work, use the term vegan or plant-based or whatever it is because I yeah, think was, this hit a nerve yeah. for so many people who have struggled with this mm -hmm. like perfectionism when it comes to yeah. veganism. Yeah, and I mean, I do want a world eventually with millions of vegans. Yeah, of full vegans. <laughs> of course, um, but if the path or the journey there involves people being plant-based first and just, you know, having like a reduction of animal products mm -hmm. as a stepping stone, that is great. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like... I would rather have people who maybe like if they see it as a black and white issue like oh I'm either vegan or I'm not vegan so why even try like reducing mm -hmm. my animal products what's the point that I feel like is a dangerous yeah, place to live that whole all or nothing yeah. mentality it's it can be it could turn people off of even mm -hmm. the idea yeah where if we can like let people know there is this in between where like that's where the term plant-based I find is like yeah. really helpful or plant forward mm -hmm. or flexitarian like there's so yeah. many different terms that people have been using if they don't yeah. want to go full vegan um and even if they do go full vegan again like no one's perfect mistakes may happen yes. along the way but we also don't want to uh, confuse this with saying you can go vegan but then like decide just like oh I'll have cheese now and then but yeah then, and be vegan because no one's perfect that's it's not like, the perfectionism that's, no thing. that's completely different that's yeah. just like then be plant-based yes I guess the term perfectionism would come down to addressing things like um, you know is the glue in your bike tire uh, mm -hmm. uh, animal based yeah are you eating things with palm oil? Like, mm -hmm. there's like, like some, yeah, gray there's, area. yeah, it would be stuff like that. Like, when you go to a friend's house and they have a leather couch, do you yeah. sit on the leather couch? Because we've heard of some people that don't do that. Or do you decide um, to give away, if you go vegan, do yeah. you give away all of your leather or wool things that you had before? Or yeah. do you wear them out? Do you continue to wear them until they wear out? I think mm -hmm. that's, it's, comes down to the individual yeah. so that's like the perfectionism type stuff mm -hmm. I guess in my mind like that's how I define it but I don't want people to think like oh if you're against like being a perfect vegan that means you're still having cheese once in a while or yeah. milk chocolate once in a while it's like no like those things are not vegan yeah in any regard so don't call yourself vegan yeah. if you want like that flexibility um but I kind of see it as helping the movement if people go plant-based first mm -hmm. because if they make mistakes or if they have like their cheat foods or whatever or if they're exhausted of people yeah. if they're newly vegan and they are not used to all of these different things that get mm -hmm. thrown at them at like family dinners or with friends or yeah. people questioning them about avocados all of a sudden yeah. It can be overwhelming, and they w might not know yeah. how to even navigate that. So it's like... Yeah. But I, I was going to say, like, there would be less people who say they go vegan and then revert back to being non-vegan. Yes. So there'd be less of that if people go 
plant-based first, experiment mm-hmm. with that, see what that's like. While they're plant-based, maybe they're learning about like the animal cruelty and that you know, motivates them even mm-hmm. more to like maybe go 100% plant-based and then maybe to go vegan actually when they're ready yeah. instead of jumping into veganism, figuring out they can't or don't want to do it and then saying they're non-vegan and then you yes. have like these bitter ex-vegans yes. spreading oh, misinformation. Man. And then you get on YouTube <laughs> yeah. and bash the movement and yeah. say it's terrible yeah. and that you can't be vegan in a healthy way. Um, That's a whole other, like, yeah. I want to do a whole um, episode on that. But yeah, I mean, I use the word vegan. I'm all for using the word vegan. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see people using it prematurely and then turning into an ex-vegan. Yeah, and then as soon as that happens, and again, we're not psychologists. (laughs) We don't know for sure, but I have noticed if someone had tried veganism and failed at it, they get particularly triggered if, like, when talking to a real vegan. Mm -hmm. You know, they instantly, trying to prove that veganism isn't healthy because they they weren't able to do it properly yeah it's like almost you know a sense of failure if someone tries it and then stops and that can turn into like you know a deep resentment Mm -hmm. for veganism and then they're not going to be advocates of (laughs) of it at all anymore so that's like really sad to see and like when that happens um I think it just, it hurts the movement. Yes. So we don't need any more, like, all or nothing. Um, You know, you can do it in baby steps and figure out your path and figure out what's right for you. And Yeah. I mean, don't take as long as I did. (laughs) Well, I was, like, vegetarian for 10 years before being fully vegan. But that's Mm -hmm. because it was a totally different time. Like, now, like, well, what you did, like, the next I was day. an all-or-nothing vegan. Yeah. I was, like, eating everything, mm-hmm. and then... And you have to ha- have a strong reason yeah. for doing that, because yeah. you were questioned, you were ridiculed, yeah. you had to, like, you know, put up with, like, family, extended family yeah. uh, dinners that were, like, quite uncomfortable. Yeah. But you didn't, like, break down. No, but, I jumped yeah. full, full in. <laughs> And again, like what you mentioned, like it was a totally different time Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. I went vegan when it was like the beginning of it being like the easiest ever, like in Vancouver (laughs) anyways, it was like, it was, I was shocked at how easy it was. Oh yeah. But if I had jumped into it, maybe if it was like to lose weight or for like a diet related thing. Mm I don't think I would have been as strong in my decision. Um, It's only because, I mean, being around you, you taught me so much about the nutrition Mm -hmm. side, so I didn't need to worry about that. You also introduced me to so many delicious recipes, so I didn't worry about the taste. It was really learning about what happens to the animals and the environment, which made it, like, just super. And, like, again, it's so personal whether someone goes all in or like Mm -hmm. does it in stages or steps yeah you're gonna want to have like a support system or like a vegan buddy yeah (laughs) like where that you can like I was spoiled I was spoiled so I don't use like whatever my standard was for myself I don't apply that to other people because it's like 
I have you. What should I eat today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feed me, Shawnee. What should I put in this recipe? Yeah. <laughs> so I know for me it was a lot easier. And yeah. again, living in Vancouver too. Yes. Last month I did write a new article for my Synergy Nutrition blog. It's called How Can We Prevent Ex-Vegans? Mm. We did post a little uh, snippet of it on our Vegan Boss Instagram. But it's on your... It's on synergynutrition.ca mm-hmm. under the blog. And it goes into quite a bit, like maybe not so much what we've been talking about, where it's just like, you know, the general, the average person who tried veganism and then quit. We're talking about like the people, the YouTube, like influencer Mm. types who built their following on being vegan. Yeah. And now all of a sudden are saying that it's like, you know, you can't be healthy as a vegan or Mm -hmm. that it destroyed their gut health. Um, so this article is actually, like, goes into so many details about what was, like, really going on with Mm -hmm. these people. Um, so, you know, a lot of them ate highly restricted, unbalanced diets that didn't provide enough calories. So they were, like, constantly under eating and just not getting, you know, the proper, Mm -hmm. uh, ratios of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Yeah, I saw a clip of this, like, influencer who had gone uh, vegan and then was, like, saying, yeah. yeah, I was, like, every day I was living off of green smoothies and it just, like, wasn't enough. I was like, well, yeah, of course that's not <laughs> enough. Like, that's yeah. not, you can't just live off green smoothies every no. day and then say that's, you know, a balanced vegan diet. Sorry for interrupting. Exactly. But, like, that just, No, like, there's totally so much of that, like, on YouTube. Um, another really common one is, like, they didn't actually address the root cause of their digestive issues so th- and then ended up blaming like vegan a vegan diet instead so that's really dangerous um, because basically a compromised gut like if there's any sort of imbalance or inflammation or irritation in the gut it's going to have a hard time breaking down fiber fiber is only in plant foods and so yeah when you have a gut imbalance and you're eating all of the all this fiber and you have symptoms like bloating Mm -hmm. or gas or constipation or whatever what like any sort of digestive issue and then you take out the majority of that fiber and replace it with fiberless animal foods then yes you're going to stop having those symptoms but you're not actually addressing why your gut can't break down fiber in the first place Mm -hmm. So my go-to resource for this is a book called Fiber Fueled that just came out this um, year, actually. And it's a plant-based gastroenterologist. He's amazing. It's all evidence-based. It's all Mm -hmm. up-to-date, like the most, Mm -hmm. most recent research for anything to do with gut health. So, like, definitely reach out to me if you are someone who is like has some digestive um, symptoms and if I can't help you I can at least point you in the right direction. When I do talk to someone who used to be vegan and they're explaining like how they had tried everything Mm -hmm. um, like I'll ask them like have you well have did you work with a nutritionist (laughs) that specializes in plant-based diets and they say no I just did a ton of research 
So that's always a huge red flag. It's like, yeah. okay, so <laughs> why? So, so you didn't actually try <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah. Well, no, that same video clip that you mentioned about the person who tried veganism mm-hmm. and said, you know, they, that it's not healthy now or whatever. Um, that the beginning they were talking about how they were bloated all the time and so that they tried everything. They tried yoga. They tried long walks. They tried lemon water. <sighs> they tried essential oils. Yeah. It's like... In what world are you living in where that's everything? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, with bloating and any digestive issue, you have to figure out why those symptoms are appearing in the first place. Is it SIBO? Is it, Mm -hmm. you know, hypochlorhydria where your stomach just doesn't make enough stomach acid? Is it problems with, like, your migrating motor complex and the vagus nerve? Is it candida? Is it dysbiosis? Is it pancreatic enzyme insufficiency? Like, you can't just, like, have lemon water and expect everything to, like, get better. I think with, like, everything that she had brought up, she was always like, I did a ton of digging. I did a ton of digging. (laughs) Yeah, she kept saying that. Yeah, you're digging yourself into a hole right (laughs) now. That's what digging you're doing. Like, talk to a a real nutritionist who specializes in it. And then, like, to no surprise, she was trying to sell her holistic wellness meal plan thing, like, at the end. So... You know, yeah, just, yeah, you know, yeah. be aware, be aware. Yeah, and, you know, be careful who you get your information from. Um, you know, do they actually have, like... Credentials? Credentials. There's so many people on YouTube just saying, like, the most ridiculous things. Like, there's still people promoting uh, the liver gallba- gallbladder flushes, where it's like they drink a ton of olive oil oh and... God salt and uh like vinegar or something Mm -hmm. and then they think what they're expelling in their feces are gallstones when really it's just the saponified oil like basically when the oil mixes with the alkaline juices secreted Mm -hmm. by the pancreas so these juices end up in the small intestine where now the oil is like moving through and it's basically just turning into little tiny balls of soap. <laughs> yeah, and for most people, they're yeah. not going to understand the chemistry, like the, the, yeah, yeah, the science of it. Yeah. And, uh, like, that would be convincing for me, too, mm-hmm. if I saw, like, a like, video of someone <laughs> swearing by it and being like, yeah. look, look what came out of me. Yeah. Like, this is why. Yeah. Um, like, I it's love... Like, just stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The video that you sent me from our favorite, well, your favorite, yeah. I didn't know about him before. What, yeah. What's... Goji Man. Goji Man. Yeah. He does an amazing video talking about the... Just that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Maybe we'll put a link yeah that. we should I think that's something like everyone should see just because I mean the clip he's showing of the person describing their experience doing the liver gallbladder flush they are so convinced that they had gallstones and got rid of them mm-hmm. when it's physically like impossible to do it like <laughs> that well yeah first of all the the foods or the you know the oil and the salt and stuff mm-hmm. that he drank that's not going to do anything mm-hmm. if someone has a gallstone. And usually gallstones are so big that they can't pass through the common bile duct. There's and maybe like, yeah, like just the whole like detox and cleanse craze stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the teas that are just basically laxatives. herbal laxatives. Yeah. And then you end up with like a colon that forgets how to 
you know do things itself yeah do yeah. things itself you become you can become like reliant on how we should to, do like, use those we should do one just all about like health scams yes and i mean just going back to the whole ex-vegan thing i don't think there are really that many people leaving veganism it's just that we're hearing about we're hearing a lot like it makes a lot of noise when like mm. someone who's like an influencer on youtube quits being vegan yeah like john venus who i don't even want to get into yeah i don't know if like after they built their whole platform yeah. on vegan and veganism and just like the reasoning like he was trying to say that um the american dietetics association had a bias towards veganism when really like so that yeah he was saying like oh well the science they're promoting that says veganism is safe is like because they have a biased agenda when really that like couldn't be further from the truth are we like in backwards land (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) no really like it is the opposite because i went through like the program at ubc Mm -hmm. um the dietetics uh well, I did, like, a nutrition, um, science degree in nutrition, but the majority of my classes were the same classes that the dietitian students were in. Yeah. So, basically, I did all of their courses as well, and it was so anti-vegan. Yeah. Like, I mean, most of the world is biased yeah. towards being anti-vegan. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, just using common sense, yeah. it's, like, there's way, way less yeah. vegans. Like, it's such a yeah. small group, com- like in the population Mm -hmm. but for the dietetics association to actually like have a public statement saying that a a well-planned vegan diet is suitable for all life stages that took years of Mm -hmm. looking at the science and the research because they're so conservative in what they say like they're not gonna say like you know things that aren't if it's a maybe like if it's a maybe it's not going in there especially if it's in support of veganism yeah so when he said that i could not believe it and just like when you when i used to teach the food politics class too Mm -hmm. just looking at like you know the industry influence over things like our food Mm -hmm. guides which is like kind of overseen by the government um dietitians like that is in no way (laughs) like trying to, like promoting a vegan yeah uh, lifestyle i mean luckily like our canada food guide now the new one that came yeah. out is like was such a huge step in the right yeah. direction so it's changing a little it bit is. but in no way is it like a hidden vegan propaganda yeah um are we gonna go over like all the common excuses that are used by ex-vegans well i think we I, I think like the main one is the bloating and mm-hmm. digestion stuff. Yeah, and that's, like, mostly what is in um, the article that's on my blog. Okay, and we'll share the article in the show notes. Yeah. But I could read, um, I kind of did, like, a point for, form thing of what we can do to support each mm, other okay. and other vegans. Let's hear it. So, support each other in the vegan community. Yeah. <laughs> um, support the vegan curious and, like, yes. the flexitarian people, the mostly plant-based people. Like, let's not discourage them from learning more about That's veganism. That's why it's kind of hard to navigate when someone's doing whataboutism mm-hmm. and you're trying to decipher whether it's genuine curiosity that could be a mm-hmm. positive thing or if it's just, like, 
when you should just say shut up and walk yeah. away. It's really, it's, yeah. Yeah. Gotta so, feel it out. Yeah, but support the vegan curious yeah. for sure. Um, support new vegans, obviously. Share evidence-based nutrition information mm-hmm. or, like, people who are sharing evidence-based stuff because I don't want, you know, all of this pseudoscience type stuff mm-hmm. that's really harmful we to don't need the woo woo stuff yeah to like cloud over the real concrete yes. like fact-based science-based yes good stuff don't fall for diet trends or share informa- information from influencers that just jump from one diet to another or constantly under eat and call it like clean eating um because that will just set you up for failure um seek out medical advice from a qualified plant-based practitioner when or if you have symptoms that arise take your b12 and your d3 i mean it's so easy it's they're cheap supplements um they're not gonna break the bank like and it doesn't mean that that's not a flaw in veganism Mm -hmm. that's just like everyone should be taking a b12 supplement and if they're like eating animal products it's because most animals are given a yeah exactly these are just because of like modern society yeah you know we're not in the sun we're not in the dirt um like gardening or like harvesting our food Realize that mistakes may happen, but try to learn from them instead of just ditching the diet or lifestyle altogether. Determine if you want to be vegan or plant-based. So yeah, that's like if you're not sure yet and you just want to kind of like experiment on your own, mm-hmm. um, just try eating more plants. Yeah. Don't even think of it as like, oh, I'm cutting this, this, and this out. Just yeah. think of it as like, I'm going to eat more plants yeah yeah (laughs) um and yeah we don't want to like shame or ridicule anyone that has tried veganism and then left um Mm -hmm. because like everyone's gonna have such like a different story we're just saying like the main ones that we see there's kind of a trend that we see um like where they have like the common uh excuses for leaving veganism Um, But we want to prevent that from happening. Yeah, and for any, if there are any ex-vegans that are listening right now, Mm. and if you are curious to start going more plant-based, or if after listening to this, maybe you're thinking like, you know, actually I didn't see a nutritionist or someone who specializes in it. It's never too late to like go back and Mm -hmm. actually see a specialist and see if you can try it again. Mm -hmm. And you know, like... I consider myself a specialist in Mm -hmm. digestive health and plant-based diets. Yeah. And there is always new information and new research available. Like, I am just learning about, you know, things that we can use to break down, like, the biofilm that protects, um, like, if you do have, like, SIBO, which is too much bacteria in the gut they can kind of make their own little like shield or barrier and then you could take the antibiotics you could take the antimicrobials but they're too protected by that biofilm Mm -hmm. so you have to kind of use like a biofilm like something to break it up in conjunction with the like antimicrobials and then like yeah one of my other recent articles was about the migrating motor complex 
Yeah. And how when, you know, some people are dealing with digestive issues, they may need to use like a prokinetic as well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that um, like stimulates your migrating motor complex to help keep like, you know, everything mm-hmm. moving efficiently. Um, so, you know, even if you work with like one practitioner, make sure they're like constantly yeah. staying on top of new information. Yes. And, ask, and, lots, lo- yeah. ask lots of questions. Um, and that just shows, like, even for you, it mm-hmm. being your full-time job, your career, yeah. your life, your everything, you're still constantly yes. learning new things. Yeah. There is no such thing as, like, oh, I tried everything mm-hmm. to fix, you know, whatever symptom they're having. Because it is multifaceted. It is a huge puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are only, like figuring out new pieces of the puzzle like day by day and then there's like the individual aspect of it um in the article about like how to prevent ex-vegans i do say like yes we are all individuals but there's no reason someone can't be healthy on a vegan diet and i like stand by that for sure Mm -hmm. um but you know one thing is accessibility to vegan food so if someone is living in like northern canada or alaska maybe they don't have the same access to like fresh fruits and vegetables all year round so that would be like the only exception maybe where it would be super difficult but there would be no like you know health reason to not to be vegan that makes sense Yeah, I think we wanted to do this um, episode, just the two of us, just so we could, like, talk about all of the things that we've been thinking about this past few months. Yeah, and ease back into it. I definitely feel rusty from taking all this time off. Yeah. We will have guests, um, but we might do a couple more, like, just the two of us. And let us know your thoughts on the perfect vegan versus millions of plant-based. Thank you so much for listening to Vegan Boss Radio. If you enjoy the show, be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. You can find us on Instagram at vegan underscore boss. If you are looking for any support on your journey to going more plant-based or need help with your nutrition, you can find Shauna's information at synergynutrition.ca and on Instagram at synergy underscore nutrition. If you need any support with your business and personal branding or if you're starting a vegan-friendly business, you can find my information at meganmediadesign.com and on Instagram. Instagram at Megan Media Design.